so. How am I gonna get him alone? I'm gonna kidnap him. I'm gonna kidnap the President of the United States. Did he really kidnap him? Did he really? I don't think it would have been as dramatic if he said, hey, I'm going to show him a cool map and maybe take him through the bottom of Mount Vernon, and then I'll just, like, go the other way, right? But that no, wasn't really, was not a kidnapping. No, he showed him a really cool secret passageway. It was not a kidnapping at all. You should have, you should have been thanking him. He didn't yeah. know that cool thing was under his house. A history buff like that guy? I mean, that's like, happy birthday, Mr. President, right? <laughs> Best was, gift he got all day. He was privileged with Benjamin Gates' presence there, am I right? Yeah, for real. So, <laughs> welcome back. This is the Last Row Podcast. This is the first episode of our Summer of Sequels. Summer of Sequels. This is episode 134. If you're new to our show, check our website out, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels at The Last Row Pod, including threads now, bad way. I know it's 2023, but we're on I threads. I don't know what a thread is. Check our threads out, <laughs> facebook.com slash Pod. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Thanks to everyone that did so, so far. Nicholas Cage, my Nicholas friend. Cage in National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. You know, I like, I for... Pretty much half my life thought it was Book of Shadows, <laughs> but I think that's the Blair Witch sequel. I, I think that's true. So yeah. I don't know. It, they could have been Book of Shadows. I don't know. Could have been yeah. a cool story. It, it could have. I mean, there was there was some. Sh- there's probably shadows in there. That's yeah, for sure. Shadow Shadow Government. I don't know. <laughs> December twenty first, two thousand and seven. It's a Christmas what? movie. It's a Christmas movie. So of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two hours and four minutes. Too long. Too long. Definitely too long. long. I think we could have cut out some Harvey Keitel. I know he's, I know he's Harvey Keitel, but he probably didn't need that. He collected a paycheck there. What did he really do? (laughs) He didn't have to do anything. Not much. Action adventure directed by John Turtlelob. Is that the, The, he's the same director as the first one, right? Triumphant Return. Yes. He directed the first one. And I think we went over this before, but he also directed uh, a couple of awesome movies like Cool Runnings and Three Ninjas. Great movies. Phenomenon, the kid, <laughs> starring Bruce Willis. <laughs> is phenomenon is phenomenon. That's a uh, that's Travolta. Travolta, right? Yeah, that's where he has like say. special powers or something. I don't it, know. Where he's like pointing and it's like a light. Yeah, that's or the that's the one. He's pointing. I always mix that up with Michael. Dude, all he does that movie is just point. He points, he points and, and, makes and points. A face. Yep, he points and points. <laughs> he also directed the Meg. The Meg. I would like to watch just the Meg. I feel like that's a last row right yeah. movie. Yeah. They're making a second one. Did you know that? Meg too. Yeah. Megger. Even Megger. <laughs> even, even Megger. Yeah. Uh, IMDB 6.5 out of 10. That's probably about right. That's probably about right. Maybe a little high. Rotten Tomato 36%. Too low. Too, Too low, but closer. But I get close, it. Close. I, I understand. But I get it. Metacritic 48%. Fair. Probably about right. Letterbox 2.9 out of 5. It's fair. Maybe a little I high. Think, I think I would go three and I liked it. A three? I think I would this go is three. Like a, this is like a 2.6. <laughs> I think I would go three and I liked it. Yeah. Ben Gates is back and his father, Patrick, are surprised by Mitch Wilkinson's claims that Mitch Wilkinson, man. 
just claiming <laughs> that their ancestor was a conspirator in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no, imagine. Okay, let's, I'm going to stop you right there. The plot of the movie is based on a guy accusing another guy's great great grandfather <laughs> of being in all <laughs> John Wilkes Booth's assassination. Hey, this is historical circles. We don't know how seriously they take these yeah. things. This might have been like the equivalent of saying like your mom cheated on your yeah. dad or something. Yeah, this is this is like a yo mama joke. Like, but like in this history circle, this is like, ooh. How dare you? It was a conspiracy of the Sashay of Abraham Lincoln based on the missing page of Booth's diary that he possesses. <laughs> who who verified this thing? It's a piece of paper. Yeah, it's a piece of paper. Outraged, together with his wife, Abigail, and his best friend, the writer, Riley Poole, the writer, Riley Poole. The writer. They head to France, England, and Washington to collect clues to prove his honor. It, you know, how many, first off, how many commas were in that sentence? There was a, a lot, lot of, like, fragmented things there. And it's a lot. So I thought it was funny, like, when it says outraged, together with his wife, is she outraged too? Or he's outraged and she's with him while he's outraged? Like, are no. they outraged together? She's not really outraged. Nobody's outraged except for him, really. <laughs> he's, and, he's so offended. And his dad, Sully, the, the, the great Gates How name. dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I, I have all kinds of thoughts about Mitch Wilkinson and his flimsy claim here. We'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> Hashtag, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But first, I must shock you by telling you that Ooh. IMDb had zero taglines for this movie. So you know how, and the people out here, I want you to know how seriously I take this show. I take this show so seriously that I went out and did some research. I found the poster, and I I pulled the tagline directly from the poster. That's how much I care about yeah. you all. Would right you now. just turn around? Is the poster like in your in your like room? I there? think I actually have it in my garage. Hang it up. Is it <laughs> is it in your bedroom? No. Remember when Hanging we used to work at the work in the movie business? I have yeah. a whole bunch of random movie oh, posters in my garage. Yeah. I have How High in there right now. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, like SWAT. one of the Bond movies. Yeah, SWAT I had on like Yeah, maybe wall. Four Brothers or something weird like that. I don't know. <laughs> Evelyn Mercer. Evelyn Mercer. <laughs> but I, I want the listeners out here to know how much I appreciate you. I went out and I did some research and I found one tagline and it's straight from the movie poster. And I think it's a banger. It says, in order to break the code, one man will have to break all the rules. It's pretty Not good, bad. but it's also kind of generic. Yeah, it you know, is. you could you, you can put that on any movie poster. You can put that on the first one. Yeah, you, you put know? that on uh, Da Vinci Code there. Yeah, so that's the same one, right? Although I don't know yeah. if if he broke any rules, but anyway, they spent one hundred thirty million dollars on this thing. Not a little amount of money. It did not do well critically. However, it did really well with the people. It grossed about four hundred and sixty million dollars, which is not bad for what this is. It was a hit financially. Yeah, I put the slap the name National Treasure on there. And you go hunting for some treasures, and then you got yourself. Of course, people are gonna go see it. The it's holidays pretty, too. Yeah. Get out Christmas of here, movie. Of I mean, it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah, you push Christmas this, movie. push this out right around that time, and yeah. and we'll talk about Nicolas Cage in a second. But he was he was right at the cusp, and we'll, we'll come back to it in a second. But he this movie was nominated for a bunch of awards. I disagree with some of these. Nicolas Cage was nominated for a Razzie for worst actor. It was this in Ghost Rider. And then John Voight, who I actually do agree with, was also nominated for Worst Supporting Actor. I did not think yeah. John Voight was very good in this at all. No. And I think Cage got like a little bit of the rub of Ghost Rider on him. Yeah. To be nominated for Worst Actor. But John Voight, I feel like John Voight cares like every 
like, I don't know, third, fourth, or fifth movie yeah. he does. Like, he doesn't really care. Like, remember James Caan? We talked about him in the program. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of, I guess I'm in this movie right now. That's how I felt about John yeah. Voight. He just looked bewildered all the time. That's, like, the way I would describe him. Do you think he did his own stunts in this movie? John Voight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he dove in the cave there? I saw something about how, in the end, apparently he was supposed to get stabbed. And they decided, I think it was Turtle Top, decided that that was too dark for this movie. So Ooh. they sort of took it out and they CG'd over the white shirt where there was blood. And then he was also cut from a lot of the ending of the movie because they didn't want people to think like he was dead. So oh, wow. that that would have been interesting. But he was just kind of there. Like, I don't know. I didn't really. Uh, and then I guess he's there for the love story with Helen Mirren. But yeah. he was not this- great. This movie could have used some peril. I could have it used could have. some. I could have used some. I thought he was dead. The stakes or, were not high enough. This guy might die. I'm worried about him. Yeah, the stakes were yeah. not high enough. Sean Bean was about to murder like, everybody. Yeah, like they should have come out of that tomb at the end of the movie with somebody being airlifted to the hospital. Yeah. But like they get the thumbs up, they're good. But like it was looking, it was looking kind of crazy yeah. for a second. I I was thinking that when I was watching this, I'm like, man, should John jo- John Voight have died? If this wasn't a Disney movie, maybe he would have died. And and maybe he should have yeah. died. Like yeah, there wasn't it, the stakes were not it, high enough. And doing what he loves. Yeah. And <laughs> like restoring the honor to his name. That's that's What's, what I mean. What better way to go out? I agree with you. This thing was also nominated for a Golden Trailer Award for Best Motion Title Graphics. What? Uh I don't even know. I don't I'm trying to think of the motion title graphics. I, I think you're stretching to get awards in this, I don't in know. this movie here. Teen Choice Awards, Dom, Diane Kruger was nominated for Choice Movie Actress for Action Adventure. They got 50 categories. And then it was nominated for an MTV Movie Award for a Best Movie. And then the Yoga Awards, which is new to me. It's not a BAFTA, but it was Nicolas Cage actually won Worst Foreign Actor, which is somewhat offensive to me because I thought he was good in this. Yeah. It's bull. I'm not, I'm not going to have yeah. this. I'm not going to have this. Nick Cage bashing. Slander. Slander. Speaking of Nick Cage, let's just dive right into this. Let's talk about Nick Cage. Let's talk about the gang. We're going to talk about where they are from the last movie. But before we do that, I want to mention to you, I was looking at his filmography and, you know, I think people are coming around on Nick Cage again. I know we've got people out there that are anti-Nick Cage I think he actually is a good actor. I'm on the sure. record by saying this. I think it's clear, right? He just does a lot of movies. The guy likes to work. What are you going to do? But this is right around the time where people started looking at him more as like, okay, Nick Cage is kind of a joke. And I think Next Knowing came out right around this time, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then he started to do like Season of the Witch. Like right before this, it was it was some other things. But th- this is right where it's on that cusp. I think Bad yeah. Lieutenant came out after this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, too. Uh, Ghost Rider, Wicker Man, where like Wicker Man's like it's a like it's a fun movie, but he's like obviously going you know, yeah. off the deep end there. No, for sure, he's kind of doing every movie possible at this point, and doesn't matter if it's being released in theaters or not. He's just he's doing it, and he's kind of you know, messing with his legacy at this point. And I do agree that it has come around to where he's now he's respected again. Yeah. Which he deserves the respect because he's done some good movies. I I think personally, I I also get why people were a little down on him too. Cause it's kind of, I mean, he was playing some ridiculous characters and some of these movies were not very good. Yeah. Whether he was good in them or not, they weren't, they weren't the greatest and we can, we can admit that here. So by the way, I just watched Redfield last week. What did you think? I haven't seen it. He deserves an award for his performance. 
He's not in it that much. He's in it enough, but not yeah. in it that much. It's more about, you know, the other guy and more about Redfield, obviously. Yeah. Tell character of Redfield. Um, I thought the movie was kind of weak. Like, it was okay. But the cage scenes were, like, award-worthy, for sure. He looks he off, played, the, he, off the he threw, Yeah, he threw himself into the character 100%. And he's, you could tell he's having fun. And he, he was so good. so over the top in it. Yeah. Like, especially the faces of him making Dracula faces yeah, in the trailer. And, yeah, and he's able to do that accent, you know, the Dracula, the whole Pretty Dracula awesome. thing. Yeah, he was great. And I just got to give him props. The movie would have been nothing without him. The last one that I, I saw with him that I really liked was Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I thought that was fantastic. I really liked that movie a lot. And it, did you watch that yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought That's, it was great. great. Pedro yeah. Pascal was awesome in it too. It was a fun movie. Like it's sort of a play on John Clay Ben Johnson in, in sort of a weird way, but like we're fans of Nick Cage here. We, we, we're we not afraid to admit it. I like some of his bad movies. So that's like, what are we, what are we even talking about? Yeah. Here? Let's talk about Benjamin Gates, the character, right? So where he is since the last movie, it seems like he's married to Abigail now, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, what, yeah. What, did, what did you what make you- of that? When you find the national treasure, that you, you know, it's like a bonding experience. Yeah. You get she married. was the national treasure, and if if you have a bad relationship, as we find out in this movie, if you find another national treasure, you reconcile with yeah. the bad relationship that you had. It's like because you go through it. Is right? it every other? So the next one you find, <laughs> yeah. So that in, a, in, a, in a year they're gonna break up again, and then they're gonna have to go find another treasure, and then they'll get back together again. That's how the thing, that's how this works. I think she was the national treasure all along. That's oh. that's the truth, right? Oh. So. <laughs> was it was it believable to you that these two are together? Because to me, it's not. I have a problem, a serious problem with the beginning of this movie where they're separated, right? Right. So Nicolas Cage, uh, Ben Gates in, in National Treasure 1 gets this big treasure. Gets I think he gets 1% of it, he said at the end of the movie, which is like, I don't know, a freaking billion dollars. Who the heck this knows? is the one under Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. So he makes all that money. We see this amazing mansion of this palatial estate, right? That he is kicked out of. And all along, National Treasure 1, Diane Kruger's character, what's her name, Abigail? Abigail. She's she's like wet blanket character. She's against the stealing of the color. She was not in on the plan. She was begrudgingly yeah. dragged along, right? She, she's not about the, the hunt. She's about the history, but right. not that. Right. But she would rather us not go through the stealing of declaration or finding True. this tomb. But all of a sudden, they get married. She's She enjoys the spoils. Drew. Yeah. Hey, you know. And now, and she kicked him out of the house, and now she's enjoying the palatial estate. That what? what what's that about? I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. What did? Uh, what did? She should leave. It's gonna be a deep cut, but I'm thinking about Batman Begins. You know, Flash. He's like, what's what's the matter, Jimbo? You don't like the taste? <laughs> she liked yeah. the taste. She got a taste. <laughs> she liked the taste. Once you get a but taste, like, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, but if but if you're but if you're gonna divorce this guy, you know, or separate, like that's. It's his treasure. Why are you Why are you benefiting off of True. his treasure? True. Like, I know marriage is like 50-50. Who knows? They should, he should have signed a prenup. But were they the married? treasure in there, but that's all. That's, you know, that's all were thing. they actually married? I know that the, the, the synopsis I, says they were, but. I I don't think they've said it, but I assumed they were. I just married, thought they were Married together. and separated. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, she would have no claim to that house. I do agree with you, though. It's like they were on the verge of this divorce the whole time. I just don't know that they would stay together like. You're right. The the thrill of the chase, the hunt, whatever it is, maybe they they bond over this thing. But when push comes to shove, this guy's going to keep talking about right. wacky treasures, and she's yes. just all about yeah. the history of and it. And I don't think it's going to match. We talk about this a lot 
in movies and these relationships that are formed based on these traumatic events or, or characters going through something together. But what happens after? Well, after the credits roll, six months down the line, after this life. big experience where you know one saved another's life, they're just themselves back yeah. again. And if they didn't get along before, they're not going to get along six months later, right? The honeymoon phase, as they say, will wear off. Yeah. Is he going to the grocery store on a Tuesday to pick up eggs? No, he's no. going to make a treasure hunt out of yeah. it. Yeah, like, he's going to find a piece of paper that. in the gutter at the Walmart and say, honey, look, it's a treasure. We got to figure this out. It's hidden in the stock room. Like, <laughs> like he's just not going to be about that. Yeah, she's no. she's going to her job yeah. to go analyze some papers under yeah. a microscope. He's, I don't yeah. know, I, I don't believe and, in it. And we get into this with uh, with the new character, uh, Helen Mirren, and uh, John Voight's ex-wife. Patrick Gates. Same thing. She's like an archaeologist. What is she, like decipher language or something like that? S- something around like runes and, yeah. and different language uh, hieroglyphs. So, she's, so, so her character, like the Sabahill character, is all about the history, right? Is, cares about the history. Whereas these wild Gates boys are all about the treasure hunt. And even if they're right, and they were proven right that the treasure exists... The they sound effing nuts when they're talking about it, and you're sick of it. The treasure, the treasure, the treasure. Shut up about the treasure. You can't live with these people. I don't. I don't blame them for being divorced. Do you think they're also like hunting women too? Because it's like you know the what treasure. I mean, like, the treasure hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're treasure. going out to like uh, hunt hunt for chicks. Oh, milf hunter. You know what I mean? Hunter. That's what I mean. Like because <laughs> I just imagine them like they're bored, right? They're bored with okay. the, the everyday so life. So when their bachelors out of the town, is that like their <laughs> joke? They they like do the elbow to each other. Hey, let's go. Let's go treasure hunt tonight. <laughs> let's go treasure hunt hunted tonight at a uh, uh, at Bob's Tavern. <laughs> is that a Studio Fifty Six? I think. I do. I think that's what they do, and that's why Patrick Gates. <laughs> they're at the stay. bar. Hey, hey, treasure at yeah. six o'clock. That's what I mean. I feel it's real like creepy. It's real creepy too. It's, can't you see John Boy doing it's that? It's gross. It's real gross. I, allegedly, I don't want to yeah. get. I don't want to get so, super slander here. So, so Ben and Patrick Gates, and then Riley, the friend. They, they call themselves the treasure hunters. Yeah. And they go out. They go out <laughs> try to pick up women. <laughs> Do uh, we need to see that movie? That could be a movie. This is twenty twenty three. We can't talk yeah. about that right now. So. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Ben would be good at picking up women. He's a good. He's a smooth. Well, talker, he knows how to talk. Know? Riley is like a classically handsome, handsome young man, but he's a geek, and like he, he he's terrible at. He, he can't talk to anybody, but like if you just shut up and like use the looks, yeah, he could get. And, and then obviously, you know, John Boyd's character, he has this like he's not good looking, right? <laughs> but he has this thing, right? He has it. Said- Doesn't he have it? <laughs> He does. He does have it. Like the ladies would like the ladies that have are like either younger girls that have like a, a, like an older you know, guy, an, an attraction thing. to older men. Like, yeah. like say there's a 35 year old, right? Yeah. Who's into older men, like the 60, 65 year old Jonathan Voigt. I don't know. There's something about him, right? <laughs> he's got it. And then like if there's someone his age, like for sure he's got it in the bag. He's got it, man. Yeah, he's, he's got, got it. it. He's not good looking at all. <laughs> I think we talked about this before. He looks like a snake, like a human snake. (laughs) (laughs) But but it doesn't matter when you have it. Isn't he in Anaconda too? He is, right? He's like one of the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. Just like Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie is not a classically beautiful woman, but she is beautiful, right? She looks like him though. But she also has it. She was, it is in her genes. It's, it's, I mean, she literally has it because he gave it to her. Yeah, he gave it to her. It's in her genes. 
As she passed it, he passed she it was down. Bo- she was bored with it. I agree with you. I need the movie of the gates. <laughs> the treasure hunters. <laughs> the treasure hunters. <laughs> It's so, I feel so dirty even like saying it. It's like it's so a, scummy. Group of, a group of guys giving themselves a nickname going out of the town to prowl for women. So hey boys, there's a lot of there's a lot of priceless treasure in this bar. They walk in. It, it really slick is back so trashy. Hair, steaks. Slick back. Oh man. Oh, oh man. God. Yeah, don't slop it up, boys. Yeah. Can't stop them from ordering a glass of water in a no. steak. So you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but Abigail sees something in him. I guess I don't know what, but but he's a smooth uh, wh- talker. He's a smooth talker. What do you what do you think about this separation? You, you mentioned it a little bit, but did, like, wasn't there terms of she was going to get the tables and he was going to get that? Like, you're right, yeah, the furniture, yeah, the money and all that. It, it was really his his approach to why they even had any of that in the begin with. So. I don't know if we speculated this on our original National Treasure episode. And it goes without saying, by the way, this is, we talk about Summer of Sequels. We did National Treasure. Go back and listen to it. I believe it was episode 47. I'd have to check. Uh, yeah, but I, I think we speculated on on John Voight's character being a good father or not. I think we got the confirmation that he was not a good father by Helen Mirren, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, she she was talking about oh someone had to grow up and, and raise our son because he's out there chasing treasures. We, we don't what treasures we don't know. Again, <laughs> could be real treasures, could be gold, yeah. could be ladies. We didn't know what he was chasing. <laughs> but yeah, he was out all the time talking about these crazy conspiracies and not yeah. based in reality. Where oh we have a son, we have to raise him and make sure he doesn't grow up to be a psychopath either. Mission failed, right? Yeah, just as crazy as his old man. So yeah, bad father barometer all the way. Episode forty-five. I just looked it up. I had a. I'll put. I'll put it in the show notes if you guys listen to it. We'll have the schedule for a sequel of uh, summer of sequels as well. But episode forty-five. And man, we're like almost a hundred more, and we we waited this long to do this movie. Know, I'm glad we did. It. Yeah, we gotta. You know, let it go. What did you think of the romance with Helen Mirren? Like, did you think it was necessary? Yeah, I was kind of happy that they like. I liked reconciled, it. but at the same time, when they first met each other in the in the room again. They were arguing right away. This right is not lasting. Off. <laughs> this is not lasting. You know, they yeah. almost died in the tomb. So yeah, they're going to be hot and heavy for another couple of weeks. And then she's going to get sick of them again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You break up for a reason. And this was but, what thirty plus yeah. years ago. But it was nice that they could like put each, put their differences aside and say, you know what, we have something special here. You know, at least for now, let's enjoy the moment. And and like I said, you know, he shows up. She hasn't seen him in forever. He's got it. She He's knows he it. has it. It was that steamy passion. It was waiting. Yeah. They were waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> you mentioned Riley a little bit earlier. Riley Poole, successful or semi, semi-successful or maybe not successful author now. He was one of my favorite characters in the first one. I think he was underutilized in this movie. Yeah, uh, we didn't really talk about our feelings on this movie so much. And I think it's it's definitely a fun movie. As fun as the first one. Not as good as the first one. The story's confusing. And if I have a, a, the biggest negative in this movie to me is this character was so good in the first one, and I felt like it was trying too hard that it just the jokes didn't land in this one. Yeah, do you feel the same way or no? I did, and I feel like they didn't give him enough. Like they they made him hack the security system at the Buckingham Palace. Yeah. That was like a little bit of the tech stuff he did, but for the most part, he was. They kind of used him as like the butt of the joke, where he was like this author that had these conspiracy theories in this book that he wrote. Nobody read it, 
but then all the yep. stuff sort of came true, which I I did like that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. But I agree with no, you. But yeah, it was the same same type of character as the first one, and like you know the sarcastic yeah. humor, the oh I'm the you know I'm the fall guy, this and that. The, he's, he always has a comment to make, but I felt like he was just funnier than the first one. Yeah. You said this earlier. He's got the eyes right in the first movie. The yeah. thing that I noticed was. They gave him the Coke bottle glasses, like the, the the whole movie. And this movie in particular, I felt like there was a lot of scenes where he had that smoldering look at the girls. Yeah. Where he had the, the, the eyes going. He had the blue eyes. <laughs> he was trying harder to be yeah. more desirable, I guess you could say. Yeah. MTV Movie Awards, most desirable male. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing is where like he's like he's playing this geek character trying to be desirable. And maybe it makes him less likable. I don't know. To me. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think it was an interesting thing to make him an author and he was the butt of the joke. But yeah. uh No, it yeah. was set up properly. I just I didn't think it landed is all. Yeah. I'll say this. You mentioned it just a minute ago. We didn't really talk about our feelings on this movie. I definitely like this movie. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But as we started to do the notes for this thing, man, the plot holes just started to unravel. Like the first one, and I think we could talk about maybe our our comparison, but the first one made a lot of sense because it was like, hey, they're going after this hidden treasure. And it yeah. was, we've got this treasure and we're kind of going from A to B. And it was this chase between Sean Bean's group and and you know Ben Gates. And there was this weird comparison between them and they were doing it the wrong way. Gates was doing it the right way. But you knew what they were going after for the most part. They yeah. were chasing it. I, I feel, I don't know if that's incorrect, but this one was like, and we'll talk about this. They open with this ancestral scene of his, it, his like father. I'm sorry, you <laughs> it, said ancestral. I, I know, I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that <laughs> I like, because no, I, I said what? it. I almost said, I almost said to you, not incestual, ancestral, yeah. but maybe yeah. it was incestual in yeah, some way. You hear ways. what you want to hear, I guess. That's my yeah. fault. Not yours. Where's your brain right now? But I, yeah. I heard, I heard my, I said ancestral, but I heard myself say ancestral no, too. You, you, yeah, that was my fault. No, no, no. I heard it in my own head here, but, but no, we see this scene, and it's like, what the hell's even going on here? But it's Ben Gates. I believe it's his great great grandfather witnessing his great 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 grandfather deciphering some type of code on John Wilkes Booth's John Wilkes Booth's journal. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I, I you know, you guys you guys know me. If you, if you if you're a listener of the show, you know that. So sometimes I'll I'll watch the movie and have to rewind it cuz I'm falling asleep or like I'll watch a movie and like just not get it or and I'm pretty good at getting movies, but if I'm like tired or if I'm watching a movie at 2 a.m. I'll yeah, I'll I'll miss things. I was fully awake and attentive watching this movie. It was right in the smack dab in the middle of the day on a weekend. Couldn't be more awake. And I still like <laughs> didn't know what was going on. And it, I don't I don't think it's my fault. I really don't. No, it's not. It's not like, your fault. We've got a piece of paper with his great great grandfather's signature on it, and on the back of it is the cipher. Like, how is that any implication for or against it's to not. be an accomplice to John Wilkes Booth? This is like over a hundred years ago. Some asshole pulls out a piece of paper that says hey your great great granddaddy signed this paper yeah. oh he's my sitting up God. in the balcony like it's some big revelation there's like 12 people in the audience <laughs> listening to this historic geek talk about you know who the hell cares i know? i said it to you earlier but maybe in historian circles this is like bombshell of all bombshells yeah but i want to go back to the scene like the history scene 
like these guys, and I never knew about this, the Knights of the Golden Circle. I didn't even know about this. So I learned yeah, a little real. bit of history they're here. Real. That's a real thing. I guess had I known what that was, the button might have tipped me off, but I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. They're trying to uncover like a thing. And I didn't really know where it was going. And it should have been obvious to me that one of the yeah. guys was John Wilkes Booth. But like they went to his his ancestor to try to help figure this out. Somehow he get roped into it. He winds up throwing it into the fire. Like I, I there was so, like peril there, I guess. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So this is what I got out of that scene. When he realized that it was a, a nefarious character trying to that gave him that code to solve, right? And he didn't want to give the treasure to the yeah. to the bad guys, right? He has he had a gun pointed at him. And to get out of the situation, he decided to quick get up. <laughs> rip the paper out of the journal and try to throw it in the fire and run away while the gunman is five feet away from him. Is that like the smartest way to evade a bullet? No. <laughs> you know? You're not going to run away from a gun. I know guns suck back then, but it's yeah. like, what is it, 1865 you know, or something? If he missed, the reload is yeah. like 10 minutes. <laughs> but you got to hope he misses. But, but if you're five feet away, you're not going to miss, right? I mean, unless you're a stormtrooper in Star Wars, yeah, you're not missing yeah. anything, man. Right. That yeah, you're right. Like there, what he should have done, right? He should have pretended maybe to go along with it, write a fake code on there or something. Uh, like if he knew that they were bad, couldn't right. he have outsmarted them? He could have. He could but, have tricked them with his brain. But giving him the paperback with the cipher on it would then like enable them to possibly get it in the future. And he was like, I can't let this get into the hands of the Knights of the Circle or whatever, because they might end up they might end up taking over the United States or something. He could have So he did it for his country. Here's what he could have done. He could have acted like it was like the hardest thing to solve. And he yeah. could have just picked the paper up and been like, ah, oh, uh, you know, like take walking around the room, yeah. Yeah. like holding it. Like and then he run away. Been, he, run he, away. he could have been like walk. Yeah. So here's what he does, right? He gets up, he holds the paper, he's like, Oh, you know what? Like, I need a little bit more light on this thing. Like yes. he holds it up to the light. And then he could have kind of got like closer to the fire. Yes. Like, you know, like he needs more light and he's like racking his brain. He holds against it. And then he goes, throws it in. Are, but are, or, or are you, I thought you were going with, oh shit, I accidentally set it on fire. Sorry yeah. guys. Oops. Damn. I need to see this. Like, oh no, blow it out. <laughs> that's, that's a better way than to yeah. try to get up. Like he's moving as slow as, as, as like as possible yeah. to get up. This guy's got the gun basically yeah. to his face. Of so, course he's going to get shot. Yeah. So, guys, this is for all you listeners out there. This is, this is some advice that I want you to take. If you're ever in a situation where you're five feet or less away from a gunman, <laughs> your better bet at survival is to go towards him, not away. Yeah. Go for run the gun. Out. Don't try to run away. If you're running away, you're banking on the fact that this guy's not going to shoot me. <laughs> and he's going to shoot you. He's he going to shoot you. Oh, he will. He's going to shoot you. So go towards him. I don't care if you can't fight. You're only survival method is to go towards him or do what yeah. he says because they won't says. expect you to go towards yes him. He, so, you might get shot also but you're in the same spot you are if you tried to run away he's gonna shoot you in the back yeah you pull some steven seagal aikido here like yeah. like slap the gun out of his hand why don't why isn't there a keto class in every school in america there, there should be you know because so, ev- so everyone can learn how to disarm a gunman but don't they say like aikido is like like BS fighting or whatever the people that that Whoa. claim that claim Steven Seagal mouth. is like a showman versus a fighter. Aikido is a great style. We could we could debate whether or not Seagal is a master of it or not. That's <laughs> I thought, that's that's the debate. I thought that they always said that it was just like, or at least his style of it is they just his he just style throws people. That's yeah. it. All he does is throws, and you it's have to about, allow. It's him all to throw about you. body momentum, Drew. 
It's like clo- clothes lining everybody without take the ropes. out a take out an entire room without breaking a sweat. I still I still stand by the fact that this guy should have gotten closer to the fire. I like and that. Like stood up and just kind of like, yeah. oh, I can't solve this oh, thing. Man, like it's so hard, so hard. I'm usually then, good at this stuff too. And then he just throws it in the fire, like, <laughs> and then he runs. At least you're further runs. away, and, and he's far enough away where if the guy misses, yeah. that he's gonna take forever to reload, and you're, and you're free. The kid yeah. was there, so he had to protect the kid. He had to protect the kid. So he had to protect the kid. Uh, and he died in a pathetic way too. It was yeah. a pretty pathetic death there. But yeah. yeah, so fast forward to today, you got Ben Gates giving some talk with his dad about this this civil war thing, and his his great great grandfather is some type of hero that tried to to save the the Confederacy from returning. And then you got Ed Harris showing up, like you said, at the top of this, basically in the in a lecture hall. There's 15 yeah. people in there. And he's like, no, they're wrong. I got a piece of paper that proves it. What proof is that, really? There's no proof. There's no proof. It's, it's a piece of burnt paper that may or may not be 200 years old. So two questions for you. Why would anyone care about this paper 100 years later? And why would anybody believe him off of this piece of paper, even if it fit in like a no. Lego? His name's on a yeah. piece of paper. It said the nothing. Bu- the belief part is an irrelevant question because the first part, the care part, is what takes over. <laughs> Who cares? I just don't understand it. And then all of a sudden he's Drew, a mastermind behind the, 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 the death of Lincoln? Drew, your great-great-grandfather, you know, his best friend was John Wilkes Booth. Do you care? Is that going to no. affect your day-to-day? S- see, that's is your wife going to leave you because of it? Because, because you didn't tell her? That's 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 the other thing, right? Like I get that it's about honor for him and it's about their family is like shepherds of the American history yeah. and all this stuff. But would you really care if your ancestor killed Lincoln? Like I know, look, killing Lincoln is well, a big deal. Yeah. There's a difference between killing Lincoln and conspiring <laughs> to kill Lincoln, okay. I guess. It, it conspiring, but <laughs> yeah. like the guy who, who pulled the trigger, okay. But it's like yeah. – Everybody has like a crazy family member, right? It's yeah. like, oh, that's Uncle right. Jim oh, or whatever, Uncle right? Uncle Jim, this, yeah. This sure. guy's crazy. Like he killed Lincoln. Right. <laughs> or it's like, is it is it worse than like, oh, like, oh man, my my great grandfather was a Nazi soldier. It's like, is that is that any worse, or does, does that affect you? Think, you know, see, you I, here and now. I think that I don't want to say that's worse because I I don't I didn't ha- I don't know right, but I would say that is a movement. That's yeah. like a movement. You were part of a movement. Now yeah. you maybe this you was a, this was a crazy that. plan by yes. some nut job. Or but maybe whoever. this. I guess if you're the Confederate, whatever these knights of whatever, not the knights of Columbus. I was yeah. thinking about that, but maybe that's a movement too. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe that knights is of a movement. Sedonia? The knights yeah, of Sidonia. What? <laughs> I guess this is also a movement yeah. Yeah. because it was the Confederacy. So maybe yeah. it's the same. And I'm I'm yeah. negating my own argument. Sure. If your great great grandfather was Robert E. Lee. Yeah. Like, do you have to like tell everyone you meet? Listen, before before you get to know me and like me, <laughs> I just want you to great great I just want you to know my great grandfather was. And I'm sorry, Lee, and I'm sorry. Like, do you have to apologize for your great great grandfather? I don't know. I mean, it gets it's weird because I don't think you're, especially if you're this guy, right, John Wilkes Booth, and he wasn't even John Wilkes Booth. They lied and said that he was a guy that hung out with John Wilkes Booth and like conspired on this whole thing. But then they acted like he was the mastermind. Like Ben Gates had nothing to do with this guy. There was nothing to do with it. This entire movie, all the all the crimes they commit, all the felonies. It's for nothing. It's all for honor. Yeah. It's all for honor that nobody cares about. For hubris is what it is. It's hubris. He should go to he should go to jail just because. Yeah, and I don't feel like it's it's worth it. But but the thing is, like the the other movie, right? 
The other movie was more on, I guess they said his, 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 didn't they say his, the older gates were crazy because they were searching for this treasure that didn't exist? Yeah. It's sort no, of his, the same thing. His dad was labeled a loony because of his, his entire life of just on and on about treasures. There's no yeah. treasure. Well, yes, I, guess, I mean, I guess this is kind of the same thing, but it's also not. It's not the same. But the, the thing we were saying earlier too, where this movie compared to the first one, at least the plot kind of took you, you know where you were going. Like this is, hey, this guy's a co-conspirator of this this murder, big deal, and then it turns into a hunt for the gold golden city of of Cibola, which is such a weird thing. But yeah. you mentioned the crimes, and they're all for nothing. Let's talk about some of these things. So maybe we could look at some of the things that he did. We could say like which ones are okay, which ones would you excuse, and which ones are maybe crossing the okay. line. Yeah, let's rapid fire these. Yeah. So the first one. Disturbing the peace in France, flying a drone, talking to the police officers. I kind of think the police officers would be a dicks about it, right? They well, were. The, you know, maybe this is in the drone infancy, maybe 2000, what Fair was enough. this, 2005? 2007, Six? I believe, or eight. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it was pre, it was Around pre-smartphone. It was pre-smartphone, like at, at time of filming anyway. Moto Razor time. Yeah. Moto Razor time, which we'll get into. Um, this, is not, this is a non-crime. He's just flying a little helicopter, trying to get a closer look at the Statue of Liberty. That's, by the way, I learned that you know there's there's more than one Statue of Liberty. That's that's news to me. Which, is that true? Great. That is true, right? Probably true. Yeah, I'm sure, a stupid sense. American, so I, I don't get know it. anything. Yeah. I didn't know France kept one of their own. That's great. That's yeah. I mean, good for them, right? What for me? What for you? That's great. Ours is bigger, you know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they they made it, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Yeah. I, I so the other the other one breaking into Buckingham Palace and stealing a wooden plank from the Resolute desk from the Queen. Yeah, and we talked about this while we were setting this episode up. As an American, is it less of a crime or less of a big deal in an American's eyes if you go around messing around at Buckingham, Buckingham yeah. Palace? Isn't it more funny than a crime? It's a war crime. It's a war crime. <laughs> it's a war crime. <laughs> you're, you're an American on on foreign soil. On foreign soil. <laughs> no, like, but like, like part part of my ignorance. What exactly is Buckingham Palace? I've That's, heard of that, it, but what is it? That's where the quit the the royal family. It's like their the queen, it's like that a where white the queen house. Lives? That's like their white house. Okay, so the prince and the queen and all that they live. And there's there? other places, but all right, that's fine. We have international listeners, by the way. You yeah. got UK Lee. Yeah. I I just I honestly I just I don't know I don't know much about the royal family, so I didn't I didn't know that that was tied to the royal family. Like we're that. we're I, ignorant ignorant Americans yeah. over here. I like mean, I thought it could have been like uh like the equivalent of like oh this is like the, the U.S. capital or no the it's, it's like I have no idea. Like, it's like their uh, the, the the estate. It's that the, makes the sense. palace, okay. right? All right. But yeah, the the desk the desk was there, and he the pulled, like desk. he said some Resident Evil stuff <laughs> to try to yeah. get that thing. Out. Oh man, that that was a that was a straight up Resident Evil uh, puzzle. Wait, I like that. I, I like that puzzle. Awesome. Did you did you know the Resolute desk? Did you have you heard of that before? I, yeah, I had because uh, I knew again, that there I, was. I've never heard of that either. I knew the one in the White House, and I knew that there was one in England, and I knew that they were sort of like twin desks or whatever, but yeah. I didn't. Recognize the history when he yeah. was talking about from the HMS Resolute. I didn't realize yeah. that's what it was. And when I say I don't know much about like UK history and English history, I mean to say I also don't know a whole lot about US history. I'm not a history guy at all. <laughs> I have no idea what buff. happened before I was born. Yeah. Zero clue. 1984 and beyond. Uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you are on record saying you don't do historical movies and, you know, you don't do that's, olden maybe that's times. Maybe that's going to be a dumb, you know, stupid American. Current times. But no, this is this is like a slap on the wrist. He's fine. Yeah. This is hijinks more I, than anything. I, I fucking need a palace. I do like the idea of, like, if you break into the White House, it's your own country. Like, you can't do that, you know? It you could be treason. 
Because yeah. like, what do you do with it there? <laughs> are you trying to steal something special or are you trying to like spy? Right. But if you're an American and you, and you mess around at Buckingham Palace, that's like, that's yeah. like hijinks. It's yeah, like it's if Mr. Bean broke into the White House, that's hijinks. <laughs> that's funny. Because we're, we're not We're not going to punish him. It's okay. Yeah. It's, just... it's the same thing. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I, I, w- I would look at it as for domestic. It's not domestic. It's yeah. foreign uh, foreign interference. Yeah. I'm just imagining an episode of Mr. Bean where it's like yeah. he breaks into the White House and he stumbles into a closet. And then all of a sudden a meeting <laughs> breaks out where they're talking about secret war stuff. And he's like <laughs> eavesdropping. And he's like, he's doing that. Ooh, that face. You just, you just wrote it for yourself there, right there. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect yep. episode right there. And you could do a whole t- the whole thing with Mr. Bean in the White House. He's still alive, right? He's still alive. Yeah, he I think so. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. What about the car chase in the middle of London, which was honestly All probably right. my favorite part of the movie? Now we're talking about Felona's behavior on both ends, right? Yeah. So first of all, up to this point, has there been enough of a dispute between Ed Harris's crew and Nicolas Cage's crew, enough of beef to where bullets need to start to flying? War- yeah, to warrant war- war- bullets. Do you think it was pretty quick for the bullets? It was. They it shot was. right away. And in, in crowds of people in London, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But, as was, the, you know, but so did John Wilkes Booth's people too. Yeah, so. you know? I they mean, he's first. just carrying the history. Yeah. That's the legacy yeah. of the Wilkinson family here. That's that's what it is. And, and let me ask you this. This is another question. It has to do with the, you know, Cage's guilt or innocence in this scenario. If someone's shooting at you, right, and there's a car chase because you're trying to get away, are the crimes you commit driving, you know, on the wrong side of the road Ooh, or- That's a good one running over pedestrians in the streets, trying to get away yourself. Are you responsible if you're trying to save your own life? I guess it depends on how the, how the British government views that in yeah. there. But I think that's a really good one, man. This seems like boorish American behavior to me. Yeah. It's like all these idiot Americans. These Americans here. come over the here and they junkies. have a high speed chase. What is this? A movie? What is this? <laughs> action junkies. <laughs> oh man. Meanwhile, Italian job, right? Like yeah. but the, the remake, but yeah, but I, I agree with you. Maybe if you are escaping, you're just running away. You just had to drive a little right, faster. Right, but you can't run over a pedestrian on your way yeah. to escape. Does your insurance go up when they find out that you jacked up the car? It's like, no, <laughs> because it's England. It, does, it doesn't matter because yeah, it it's overseas. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I wonder that like they're going to find – any insurance company's going to find a way to jack up your, your price. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. absolutely true. So yeah. they're going to be like, man, you, you got into a car crash That there. is so funny. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, this guy's shooting at me, so I had to drive like crazy, and I hit five cars. It's like, man, well, yeah, we're gonna have to. Buy a, you <laughs> hope you understand. We have to. We have to bump up your premium. <laughs> in in all the state, United States, safe state farm, whatever the heck. In the United States, that's absolutely yeah. happening. They're yeah. finding any way to jack yeah. up your rate. <laughs> man, that's 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 really crazy. That like you had to escape all that gunfire and those people chasing you, but yeah. you did bag into five other oh, cars. Your six point three premium is now five yeah. grand. So yep. it's, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you this too because I think you. You said this, I don't remember, it was probably a hundred episodes ago, but you're you had mentioned that you felt like you could outrun the police. Yeah. If you got into a car chase with the police in your home city. In my home city, because so I know all the live. I know all the secrets. I know all the shortcuts. But does it have to be I know the, home, the home city cops? Or are you talking about like a FBI guy or something that well, isn't familiar with the area? Like not local right. police. Maybe like the neighboring town, right? Okay. If the local city police were chasing me, then they have the same advantage I yeah. do. And probably a faster car, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll say from any any other police outside of my hometown, even if it's the neighboring town, I got them. But what about Ed Harris here? So th- this is neutral territory, right? This is no home field yeah. advantage. You're in London. 
So you got that sweet Mercedes. Yeah. This what is where the chase, the chase would go less than a minute because someone's going to bang up their car because they don't know the roads. <laughs> they're, all, they're driving on a different side of the road. Yeah. London, aren't, isn't it full of like one-way it's, streets? Yeah, all over the place. It's not It's not the same as as driving on a typical American road, right? Well, not or to mention the fact American that he's city. driving in reverse the entire time yes. using this, the backup camera. Like the one of the first ever invented backup cameras, right? <laughs> From 2006. Yeah. <laughs> when they first started putting them on, it's all blurry. <laughs> right. Like I was That's impressed fun, with though, driving. Right? I would I would try that. Like I would like if in a safe environment, could I navigate backwards. driving backwards just looking at the back no, of the dash cam? I'm going to tell you I couldn't because even in a video game, you ever try to reverse and drive like yeah. for long periods of time, I always mix up left and right because it's the true. opposite. That's true. And also, uh when you when you're backing up with your car, Typically, do you use the camera or do you still look backwards? I do both. I, I do look both. backwards all the time. Yeah, it's a habit. I, like, I, I, I rarely use the camera just because it's like, because I am you know, was born in that era where it didn't exist. But what, what is, so what is the accepted way to do it? What's the right way to do it? Like if you go to driver's test and yeah. let's say you're in that you're sitting in, in the United States here, right? We're talking about American, uh, American driver's test. If you use the backup camera, are they going to fail you? I mean, no. we've been driving I think for a long it, time. I, I think it's whatever gets is the it job encouraged? done. I think it's whatever gets the job done. Because in the past, like I remember, it would be like, "Oh, don't do this or don't do that," because that's the incorrect way to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I wonder if they would fail you. I don't know what the accepted. No, way I don't is think so. Days. I think it's I think it's whatever gets the job You're done. Allowed. The backup camera is to be used as a tool. It's just it might I'm, be better. I grew up. I didn't learn that way, so it's hard to break the habit. <laughs> it's like I'm imagining like the put the hand on the on the on the yeah. other yep. seat. That's exactly it. Because it's, it's like I don't trust I don't trust this machine. This it's camera's a camera, not, right? It's a camera. It's not a machine. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it isn't. If they're giving you, someone's tapped, hacked into your feed there. Yeah, it's it's one of my old men qualities for sure. I I don't know that I, I could out outrun Ed Harris. Like he he was he was a man on a mission there with the Ed, guns. Ed Harris to me looks like a guy who should be chasing you by helicopter, not yeah. by car. <laughs> Doesn't he seem like the type that that would be chasing you by helicopter? He does. Yeah. What about breaking into the White House? So we talked about breaking it. So you, you're on the record of saying it's treason. hijinks, right? So it's treason here if he does yeah. this. If it's an American, it's hijinks. It's okay. treason. It's treason if it's an American. Now, what about kidnapping the president? And I put kidnapping in quotes because yeah. I think they went he on never an did adventure it. together. He never did it. Yeah, he went, they went they on a cool, uh, you know, history lesson. Yeah. He showed yeah. him the basement of Mount yeah. Vernon is what he but did. otherwise, you know, the president would not be cool about this. He, even if it was like, he had no intentions at all to hurt him and he didn't hurt him, right? Yeah. Even still, the, if the president had a bad attitude about this, He's going to jail for life, right? Absolutely. He, even he if it was Guantanamo. like, yeah, even if he was so nice about it, even if Cage, uh, his character was so nice about it, he's going to Guantanamo Bay. It's yeah. over. What yeah. about the fact that shouldn't it have been a red flag? Like he knew who he was. He's like, oh, you're that crazy treasure hunter. Yeah, you're that he crazy guy that stole like, the Declaration of Independence. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you going to steal me? He should, yes. That's uh, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He should have been like, you're here to kidnap me? <laughs> because yeah. why else yeah. does he randomly the, show up to a party? The number one suspect to possibly kidnap the president of is all Ben the Gates. People, yeah, of, of all the people in the world is Ben Gates. All the people in yeah. the world. Like I'm talking more than foreign yeah. terrorists. Yep. Ben Gates at your party? It's like, all right, Secret Service, he's probably going to kidnap me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe keep an eye on this dude. Yep. Because he's exactly. probably going to kidnap me. That's the, the, what one, the one guy knew. He tried to go in the hole yeah. with him, and the president was like, "No, back up, man. Get out of here, buddy." The guy knew. He knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like that part. I like them going through the like the little catacombs. Yeah. 
And then what about him trespassing in the Library of Congress? It was like a restricted area, but I guess he had the okay from the president at that point. Yeah, I don't. I, that's probably like a, you know, it's a it's like a high class misdemeanor, you know, yeah. if such a thing exists. Not quite a felony, I feel. I uh, one thing, one other thing, I should have mentioned this during the kidnapping of the president. And I should have said this. I was thinking about this before, like the president, and we we mentioned it in the beginning a little bit. He didn't have to say like, "Oh, he kidnapped me." He's like, "Oh, they're going to be after you when they know that you kidnapped me." It's like he all he had to do was say, "Hey, like he had to go. He 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 had to go this way. Like I'm good, dude. He didn't yeah. bother me." Why did it's, they have? Was it to protect the secrets of the book? No, like, I think it was to um, give the movie more, you know, stakes. Like, oh man, now Ben's on the run from the police, right? All right. I thought he and, said and something that's all, about the book. That's all it was. No, I don't think it had anything to do with protecting the integrity of the book. I feel like it was an unnecessary, you know, workaround just to make the stakes higher in the movie. Yeah. Look, we can't talk about National Treasure Book of Secrets without talking about the Book of Secrets. The actual Book of Secrets. What do you think about this book? I think it's book, pretty pretty awesome. The Book of Shadows? Oh, I love it. I love the Book, the book of Shadows. Of Shadows. <laughs> Sounds like an incantation. Well, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, this is very interesting. I, I found an article I shared with you actually about, and maybe we can link it to where the prop master was talking about the making of of this book, right? And it actually is a big ass book of, and they went really through and cool. they found they found handwriting styles of all the presidents, and he was afraid that Cage was going to flip through it and stop on a page to where the camera caught it, so they had to try to make it real. It's an awesome read. We should definitely um, put the link put it in up. the show notes. Yeah, that that is the definition of extra credit. The guy but, was like, he might f- fumble through this page, so I'm gonna write a hundred pages here. But the idea of it being like a venting journal for all presidents because the secrets are too heavy of a weight, we yeah. got to write them down. is is just absurd to me. I mean, what, what did you think about this book? I wish the the movie was more about the book. Like, I felt like it took too long to get to the book. You know, I I, yeah. I like the book. And it was so little of a thing for it to be the title of the yeah. movie. And and it right? it in in all seriousness, it's a pretty damn cool thing. Like the idea of it is pretty awesome. And I felt like it took too long to get to the book. Yeah. And they didn't really use it much. It was like, oh, well, we found the picture of the the wood prop in there. That was it. And it was yeah. kind of wasted. Like the concept of the book is really cool. And uh, and what was on page forty seven? The president I, wanted, you know, told him about forty seven. What's on forty seven? Now I asked you this before, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. Was he asking him to do reconnaissance for him on forty seven? Because that's how I originally took it. Yeah. But I think you said that I think he, he I think well he, he clearly that. read the book and knows what's on forty seven. Maybe maybe it's a puzzle to another mystery in America or treasure. And he's like, hey buddy, check out forty seven. Both you and I could find this interesting. Let me know what you think about it. What if and it at the like, end of the movie, he's like, I think I can help you with that, sir. So I think it's some kind of like puzzle and maybe even a, a, a like a a segue into a possible third movie. You know what it was? It was all the uh, vintage photos from the OG treasure hunters. Oh, from the, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> when Teddy Roosevelt was a treasure J- hunter, J- right? <laughs> Yeah, JFK and Marilyn Monroe. Like, they hell yeah! Check out page sixty-two, buddy. Sixty-two. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Treasure hunters. Yeah, yeah. JFK was definitely a treasure hunter for it was sure. Twenty-seven. Check it yeah. out. <laughs> you don't want to see. You don't want to see what's on page forty-seven, buddy. 
<laughs> and then he took but, a picture of it. But I, I found it funny that like this super secret can't let anybody know about it. We can't yeah. even tell you that the book exists. Isn't like in the White House. It's in a place where someone could theoretically break in and True. steal it. But they have to know the codes, multiple codes. It's a whole – it's a secret area. But I guess it's so like any past president can just go in there if they want to like take a peek at the book or maybe yeah. add to it. They can go in there at any time, well, I which, just I, think which I guess weird. makes sense. Yeah, you're in the you're in the club. You're the brotherhood of, right. of the but, or the the, the hood of it. You would think that like every past president is trustworthy, but it really fallen into the wrong hands. Yeah. Like it, it, I mean, it could be sold for the this, highest dollar. It could be kept in someone's bathroom. It's, uh, this it's book, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, gonna say this book might yeah. be in Mar-a-Lago right like, now. Yeah, if a former president were to were to go take it, you know, and which is within his right because he's former president, and just you know wants to use it as bathroom reading material. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's not such a secure document anymore. Imagine him checking out, like, like in the bathroom. Yeah, you know, uh, sitting there for a few, just reading up all the all, yeah. all the book of secrets. Yep. Bathroom leaves reading page, material. Leaves page forty-seven wide open right there, and all of a sudden, everybody knows about page forty-seven. Right next to your FHM magazine and Maxim, yeah, and right. uh, you know whatever whatever yeah. magazines used to be yeah. back in the day. Yes, ESPN but, the magazine, the big one. You yeah. know, it was huge. Yeah, it was like full on quote yeah. magazine size. Yeah. Yep. Is is what it was, but no, I, I agree with you. I still stand by that that all these presidents were treasure hunters, and they, they yep. just with the club of <laughs> Benjamin Gates. So <laughs> I just thought it was weird too, because like I thought he was telling him get the page for him. Like, can you take this picture for me? It's like, dude, just no. go get it yourself, Bruce. Yeah, Greenwood. he knows. He knows. It's it's a, it's got to be a, tr- a treasure, like a like a like a puzzle or something. I thought the concept of it was cool though, because they were alluding to hey, the Roswell, New Mexico stuff was in there. The secrets from you know the JFK assassination were yeah. in there. The moon landing was in there. Like yeah, like Riley was like, things. "Hey, let's look at this." And then Ben's like, "No, we don't have time." And he's, it's true, you don't have time. Yeah, but at the same time, I want to know all that stuff, dude. Man. It's like if you. So here's the equivalent, right? Let's say you died, and 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 a god exists, right? Yeah. You want to ask them all the secrets of life. Like, wouldn't you want to ask them certain things like that? But yeah. you only get one question. Right. Like, take the time. You ask the question. Yeah, like who killed Nicole Brown Simpson? That's in that book, probably, right? Yeah, you want to know, I, dude? I'd be. Did OJ do it? We don't know. I would be reading it's that book. book. I'd be yeah, waiting for them love to come. The book. I mean, so if that book became published, are you kidding me? Let oh. me ask you this: Would you rather read the book and know all the secrets and then get arrested? Yeah. Or would you rather get the thing you need and put the book back and then go? I think that's I'd stay a, and get that's arrested. A, that's a great question. I mean, I guess it depends on the crime, right? I mean, yeah. I would spend. I, okay, I'm dead serious. I would spend one year in jail. If I could book? read, if I could read that book in peace front to back, yeah. <laughs> and I promise I won't, sh- I won't tell anyone. Yeah, you promise. Right? I'll tell you maybe. But. Yeah, but <laughs> you'll tell me. <laughs> but I know you, you won't tell. I tell you. I will tell yeah, you too. No, no, you won't tell anybody. I won't. No, no. I would spend one year in prison for it. I, I dead serious. It's that interesting to me. I think it's worth it. It's yeah. worth the prison time. Personally, I'd be so happy. Especially if I got to read it in prison, so I'd like I'd save it, right? Yeah, you get to. I'd read like one page a day. One, one, <laughs> yeah. Would you read it all at once? So you wouldn't read it all at once and then reread it. You, you would, would have sort to read of like, it all at once. You'd have yeah, to. You got to know. Then you could reread it and be like, "Are you sure?" But hey, but, just yeah. like this guy planting this phony paper on his great 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 grandfather, how do you know what's in here is even real? What if they were making jokes for other presidents? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like is, and like you know how a guy fake. like Trump, uh, he likes to like exaggerate and like, yeah, what has, if he like, wrote something likes, likes to brag. True. He could have been writing all sorts of stuff. Like, hey, you know what? Right. Hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I. That's how get, I feel. And, and, and we don't know these older presidents. Like, like for example, like a like a like a Taft. Yeah. Or a Harrison. Like, 
They could have been bullshitters. We don't know. Yeah. They could be making up all sorts of stuff and put it in the book. And then some gullible future president reads it and goes, oh, shit. No, really? Book of secrets. (laughs) Really? We got aliens? And Harrison just wrote it in there like, yeah. Wait till they see this in 1965. Him and his other treasure hunter buddies are all having a laugh about it. You know? <laughs> Wait till they see this. It's yeah. like a time machine, right? That's page 47. It's a fake treasure hunt. Yeah. It's a fake oh, treasure man. hunt because the treasure hunters were out of the prowl and they thought, oh, we're going to get these geeks. <laughs> That's, That's what I like it about it. I, I agree with you, though. I would do jail time to read this book. But the question is, man, it's like, I don't know. I'm thinking about in... I don't know if it's Raiders of the Lost Ark and the other movies when that knowledge is too much for your brain, like your brain melts. Like, is that too yeah. much weight for if it's you to know shocking. that to know? And you can't tell anybody. Is it so shocking that you'd almost rather not know because then but, you got to, you can't tell anybody. But what makes the president so special that they can handle it and you can't? True. Like I know the, the weight of the world is on the president. It's hard. Obviously it's a hard job, but the information overload like that, it's still, you know, he's still human brain. Yeah. He still could be easily shocked. I think that you can handle it. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, there's no, uh, afterlife situations like, cause nobody knows that. Yeah, that's true. Unless somebody died and came back. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe alien stuff could blow your mind. Maybe, maybe the proof of ghosts existing could blow your mind. Yeah. And change your worldview. I don't well, know. I mean, there's all that stuff in the news now. It's it's July 2023 about the alien stuff coming out, which is yeah. super fascinating to me. That's a whole sure. other podcast for another day. But man, that that stuff's fascinating. It's like the president probably knows that. I, That's I, the first I mean, thing I look for is aliens. I think I think the majority of people would look for the alien yeah. stuff. If you got elected, would you be like, take me to Area 51? I think we talked about this on our Independence yeah. Day episode, but I, I would be like, take me there. That's the first that's, thing I want to do. That's day one. That's day one go. stuff. You go but right they don't there. let you. It's above yeah. your classification. Yeah. You're not even allowed to see it. Yep. The real people that run the country, Drew. Maybe one more thing about the book, and it, it ties back into what Ben Gates did, but we said that the president asked him to take a take a picture, and he took a picture of the picture. He used his yeah. Motorola Razor, right? Yeah, like, this, is not, this is not the iPhone X11 or whatever the hell. Did you have a Razor? Did you ever have one of those? No, I did. I had, I had a V6, V600. That was like the one above it, right? Like the yeah. next one that came out. It was fatter. It was fat, though, you know. Yeah. It was a fat flip. But the, if you but had a Razor- pictures, yeah. I mean, th- this guy was taking pictures of this thing like he was going to decipher a code. Anyone that's taken a picture on on original flip phones knows that that thing looks like it was taken yeah. in a steamy bathroom the like blurriest mirror. picture you can imagine. And it, you're going to give it to the mother yeah. who's trying to decipher this. She's not going to see the dots. Like, do you like how the, she, like, the little? She used a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do it, lady. You can't enhance. Is that this isn't like CSI? Yeah, and, I immediately and, I immediately saw that when I saw him bust out his razor to take a picture of a picture. I'm like, that's the blurriest. And then you got a old ever. man John Voight going, "You could send a picture on this thing," which was like a straight up Motorola razor. Yeah, f- definitely, uh, commercial. definitely a commercial. Yeah. And then speaking of of pictures of pictures, I like how earlier in the chase when they were chasing from Buckingham Palace, one of my other favorite moments of this was he didn't have a phone. She's like, oh, you don't have a phone? We can take a picture of this thing? So he had the genius idea of hold up the picture, hold up the thing, and drive through a red light and yes. take a traffic cam traffic picture, cam. which yes. is even blurrier than the razor picture. Yeah, like it, it would have been worse. You I feel like it would have been worse. Looking like aliens. Yeah. It's like a blurry, it looks like a ghost. And and he t- then he hacked into the camera and got the picture of the picture again. 
genius of, idea, but a lot of a lot of reliance on 2006 yeah. technology, which which yeah. in reality would not get the job done at all. I, it's going to be impossible not to make this episode like three hours long, but we'll we'll try to get out of here quickly. We got another few minutes here. We got to talk about the Cibola and 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 Mount Rushmore here. They go to the City of Gold. They went through all these clues. We talk a little bit about them. They went up going through that. They found the Eagle plank and then there was some Eagle at Mount Rushmore. They went up at Mount Rushmore, which may or may not have been a cover for this thing, but again, don't understand it. It doesn't matter. The plot is so convoluted and cover up for what? I don't get it. It doesn't, there's no reason for them to wind up here outside of, Hey, remember the lost city of gold? Like we should have one of those. And that was Mm. cool. Right. But one thing that really stood out to me, and I just have to call this out really quick. Did you notice all of the flies buzzing around? Yes. Like Vigo oh. situation? Oh my God. The buzzing of flies is what must have, There must have been nothing they could do about it. So they had to just like sit there and take it. Yeah. It was so distracting. <laughs> they channeled their inner, inner Vigo of Carpathia, man, because <laughs> they, they, it was like one of those things where, <laughs> if you know, you know, if, it was one of those things where you, like I was watching them act and I was swatting the flies yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to like help them out. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm watching movies and this is the, the crap that I'm thinking about. I'm like, how did Nicolas Cage not swat the hell out of these flies? It's like, you ever have the most itchy, like itchy, itchy itch of your life yeah, and sure. you can't scratch it? Yeah. That's what that is. That's, That's what that is. But, but you know what, know what else it is? That's being a professional, man. It's a good actor. Because as Christian Bale said, and you quoted him. Yeah. That's what that is, man. Yeah. That's what that is. That's it's, <laughs> it's being a professional or not. And Nicolas Cage is a professional. That's he can what, act with bugs in his face. That's what it is. He doesn't get enough credit, you know? Yeah. So he should have won an award for that. Yeah. Like, what, where's, the, where's the award for that? Yeah. Like, so, I don't even know what you call it. Like, laser focus? Yeah. Like, uh, due to buzzing of flies is what it should have been. <laughs> it was a hell of an effort. But they wound up in the Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, somehow in that there weren't the Olmec wasn't there, but yeah, they wind up in they the- They don't have any medallions left. They're out of no, medallions. They were the least- So they knew where they were going. Let me say that first. Yeah. They were the least prepared treasure hunters of all time. Am I right? Yeah. If you solve a clue that opens up a, 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 a secret passageway to a cavern, it's obviously booby-trapped, right? Right. Like, obviously, it's booby-trapped. They had no anti-booby-trap stuff with them besides flares and lanterns. <laughs> Where'd you get a flare from? I was like, where the hell did he get a flare uh, from? I feel like he probably, he probably holds flares like you and I hold freaking our wallets. So shouldn't shouldn't they have had, like, a grappling hook or something yeah. to climb or, like, Like, gloves? have backpacks. They all should have backpacks with things and first aid and the bare minimum, like, grappling hooks, yes. Climbing gear, stuff like that. They... They didn't. They do that in the first. Sean Bean's crew was decked out. Well, they were they, professionals. They had all they kinds of stuff. Yeah, these they guys had tools. Are, they had di- they had digging tools. They had yeah. drilling tools. They had lasers. These guys are. <laughs> they had weapons in case there were mummies in there that came to life. In case Emotep showed up. Amateur hour, man. Yeah, it's. I was surprised Emotep didn't show up because this yeah. place was was straight out of there. But it, it seemed like a an Egyptian, even though it was you know in freaking South Dakota. What would you, what, so I don't know how to talk about this, but we'll have to get through a couple things here. But first off, I want to ask you, so they find this lost city of gold and the whole point is it's like underwater, there's all these aqueducts and all kinds of stuff that's running water. But like, what would actually happen if a city of gold was found? Because they had archaeologists in there like cataloging things, but I'm imagining people like chipping things off the wall. Yeah. You saw Riley steal, steal gold blocks, put it in his backpack. 
yeah, I don't know who owns that, man. Like, uh, I guess it's like, if it's a national park, then like, does South Dakota own that? Or is national, so it's the United States. I'd like to think if there's like, say there's a homeowner with like a shack that's yeah. like within the vicinity and like he owns the land directly above it, does he get what's below it? Like, I know you, coming I don't, in. like, don't you own like a certain amount of airspace above your roof or something I like guess. that? Does that <laughs> extend to down below as well? Until eminent domain and the government yeah. comes in. But see, the whole thing is like, they're all proud they found this thing. This thing was in the Book of Secrets. It was secret. They didn't want it to be found. The government knew about this. The presidents yep. knew about this thing, and they outed it. That's just, it's bad for the for the America. Like, they didn't want it to be found, I no. feel. I don't know, but man, it's all those riches, though. Those riches. Can chip away at the national debt, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what about escaping the pit? So, long story short, they're in this pit, and this is where, like, I was going to tell you we should put Ed Harris on the villain scale, but like eh. this is again another thing where I don't know if this is a Disney thing, but Ed Harris is openly carrying weapons and shooting at them with a gun in yeah. London, bowling people over, and then he shows up here and he's got a knife to to Diane Kruger's throat. He's threatening murder, and then he winds up basically saying, like, I only did this so that you would come here with me, right? Yeah. Like what the hell was his motivation? No, and even before that, like when they had to jump from the like the you know the weight bearing pillar, right? He helped get everyone up. You know, he went first. He threatened everybody, saying, "Hey, if you will go first. And then you thought that he abandoned them, but no, he came back to help. And uh, in that uh, story I told you about the prop master, he talks about the movie going through countless rewrites, and where the guy had to redo the 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 book of secrets multiple times based on where it was going to be in the story. Blah blah blah. But this screams of that to me, right? Of the script showing Ed Harris's character being one way for most of the movie, then at the end, all of a sudden, he's a good guy. Absolutely. Or he's like, change of heart. He's just one of the gang. He wants to be, have credit, right? It's like really weak motivation. Like, no. I actually think we should skip him on the villain scale yeah, because, because I don't he turned think good he's at the end. It. And he never, like, his character said, I just wanted to get you on this chase with me. I got to be honest. So all of the him? shooting, all of the, you know, all of the everything. Shouldn't he have just said like, hey, I nothing. think I know that there's a city of gold somewhere. We should go find it. You want to join me? He would have been in. He would have been so in. He yes. would have absolutely been in. Yeah. He didn't have to fake that his ancestor was a co-conspirator <laughs> yeah. of the John Wilkes Booth assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Like, talk about the most convoluted yeah, plot real. of all time to get him there. The most important question that I have for you, though, is Ed Harris, he dies. He's yeah. dead. He dies yeah. in this in this water wheel thing where they have to hold open a door. There's five people in this room, and they have to hold open this door. Only one person has to stay behind so that they, they can get out, and the water's going to fill up the room. Someone's going to drown. Yeah. My question for you is, how do you determine who has to stay and hold the door? Because yeah, Ed Harris wanted to be out. Shouldn't yeah. it be, you're the oldest dude. Like, I'm sorry, Patrick Gates. You're an old yeah. man. You don't got much time left. Well, Maybe you're staying here holding uh, the door. It's a it's a complicated question, Drew, because one would think that the honorable thing to do was for Patrick Gates to step up and volunteer, right? Like, I'm an old man. You know, I'm an old man. You know, I've lived my life. I've been through this treasure hunt my entire life looking for treasures. You know, I, I achieved my goal X amount of years ago in Boston, and now here I am again. It would be an honor to die treasure hunting, doing what I love. But he's very silent. 
It's because you know Kirby. why. Yeah. He just hooked up with Helen Mirren he right there. Up with, up with the dude. He's got to get his wife back. the flame. He's treasure hunting. That, <laughs> that, that makeup sex. That, he's tr- he's that 20 hunting. year in the making makeup <laughs> sex. <laughs> he's yeah. got pills, Drew. He's got pills. <laughs> John Voight, absolutely. No, he's John got. Voight, <laughs> yeah. He's got an IV. John Voight. <laughs> It's like Bane. He's yeah. got the venom shoes. He's got, got the button. <laughs> like the, you know, in the, in the cartoon, it's green. It's like neon yeah. green. It's, it's yeah. blue for yeah. him. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> I love the idea of, of he's got the Bane like venom <laughs> shooting directly into his. <laughs> does it go into your balls? Like right yeah. into it? Yeah. Like he's got the button. He's got to push it. Oh, man. He's ready. Oh, no, yeah. But like you can't just say the oldest person dies. That's not fair. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Should I would say you? worst person dies. That would be Ed Harris, but yeah. like he's the aggressor of the scenario, so it's definitely not going to be him. He definitely, he definitely should be the one. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be Abigail because she's she doesn't even really want to be there. No, really. she didn't want to be yeah. there. Riley just hanging out. He's Riley. The tech guy. Riley, that's not fair because like he's I don't know he's the tag along. It should be it should be one of the freaking Gates brothers. The Gates right? is the Gates. Cool. One, one of the one of the treasure hunters. One of the right? Gates is. I agree with you. I think that is. I I still I still say oldest man should die. I'm sorry, oldest man should die. He's getting he that, that much I time. I think left. that you're going to have uh, some hate mail for that, Drew. I, I think I will. Not the way, you know, because you know, I I could die tomorrow, and uh, and you know, someone's grandpa could live to be you know 120. They you know? they should draw straws. That's what they should do, right? Draw straws. Yeah, have a while, <laughs> yeah, while the the water is piling up, you know, should, we're gonna have this conversation. Yeah. Whoever gets there first oh. gets to get out. Then well, it's that's fair, not fair. Right? That's not fair to the old people. Well, hey, man, you, you gotta young, survival young of the blood, fittest. Young blood, survival of the fittest. <laughs> really, what it is is like you just you just go. You don't even debate it. You just yeah, you, you just go. You, you sit by the door and say, I don't care what you guys say. I'm gonna be right here. Someone push the thing. I'm going out. Nick Cage, man, he said at the time. Hey, we'll figure it out. I'll get you out of here. I'll get. I'll figure out how to get you out of here. I will. And they had some wooden planks. They could have found a way to hold that door up. But Ed Harris was like, I think he wanted to die then in the yeah. end. No, what I want to know is, would you volunteer yourself? To stay back? Let's say it's you, your wife, your daughter, me, and your mom and dad. All right, yeah, I think I would because would Drew would, would Drew I would I wouldn't want my dad be to saying, be the you know oldest. what guys I love you all <laughs> Dad's the oldest he stays yeah. <laughs> but I should be the one to say you know what no Drew you have a family you got something to live for I'm gonna do this I think I would do it because it's like you want to you don't want your family to die okay. you know if it was a bunch of randos that we didn't yeah. know. Psh- what somebody else pays to be Swim on the door, man. No, but like, how long? You know, you know the the the, the empty gesture of no, yeah. you go, no, you, no go. you go, no, you, no go. you go, no, you go. Like, how long does that go on before the the one person breaks? Says, "All right, you go." It goes until <laughs> someone gets sucked under. It's like yeah. it's too late. But yeah. I think drowning is like one of the worst deaths you could ever have. Like, yeah. I think I would not want to die in a drowning. Yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. Like that's that's one of the worst ways to die. There had to be a way for him to get out. Could he have swim up the pipe? Like the water was coming down. Like he could have went back up top. Yeah, I mean there could have been a flaw in the in the making of that booby trap. Who knows what those people were doing when they were making it? Yeah. And how long did it take him to pump out the water in that place? That place was completely underwater. They must have yeah. got a million pumps because they were going to go steal all that gold. That's what they're doing. So oh, yeah, every, everyone in that room stole at least one piece of gold. Yeah. Final question for you, and I think this is this is a, an interesting one. Ed Harris did all this right. He did it. 
he did it all for the nookie. That's what he did it for, right? Cool. He he just wanted to. It sounds like all he wanted was to say, "When you get there, tell him I found it. Tell him I found it." Like he reminded me of Sweet Lou from Cabin Fever. If you've ever yeah. seen that movie, it's the deepest of cuts. But if you know what I'm I'm saying, you I know what it. I'm saying. He made it. Should he have been credited for the treasure? Would you have given him credit after he tried to kill you in London and all these other places, and he tried to kill your wife, went throat, yeah. knife to her throat, try to kill your dad? I mean, after all he did, he did sacrifice himself at the end. And they would not have found the thing without his clue from his note. Was it the sacrifice that made it? Like, without the sacrifice, would he have? Would, it, would they have not wanted his name on there? I don't know, but like you have to. But don't you have to give him credit morally if he literally was one of the founders, even though he died? I mean, it's like doing a guy dirty if you just like let him die yeah. for nothing, right? I got the impression that Ed Harris, like they did it the right way. They gave him like second billing. They're like, oh, by the way, yeah, Wilkinson was there too. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you got to credit him too. I got the impression Ed Harris wanted them to say, he found it. I found the city and we were there. Like, he found it, but they didn't do yeah. that. They got top and billing. Again, this is one of those things where nobody cares. Right? Yeah. No one's going to know or care who found this thing. It's just the, the news is going to be, oh, like, cool, they found this thing. But I guess we're not living in the world of history buffs. These guys, I guess it's, you said this earlier, the circle of, yeah. you know, the history buffs, they know the names and they, you know, they know whose names are tarnished and they know who names should live in infamy and who should go down in history as the greatest explorers and this and that. And that's important to them. So, and I think Ben would respect that. I'm thinking like movie credits where it's like, oh, you know, City of Cibola found by Ben Gates, Patrick Gates, Diane Kruger's character, Abigail Gates, Riley Poole, and also yeah. starring Mitch Wilkinson. Yeah. And featuring. <laughs> featuring, and featuring Mitch Wilkinson. Yeah. yeah. Like, featuring. Like, yeah. Or introducing Mitch Wilkinson. Yeah. But that, <laughs> hey, that counts. That still counts. He's there. He's yeah. there. So, yeah, I, I just think it was interesting. I think you'd have to give him credit to your point because he was literally there. And if even if they lied, they'd have found his body when they pumped the place yeah. out. They're like, oh, who's this guy? But it just seemed like he jumped through a lot of hoops just to go on a treasure hunt with his buddy here. You know, you know, you know when you like you, you see the tomb and like you see the skeletons of all the yeah. people of the past. It's like, what are those guys' stories? Yeah, that's true. The, all the people that that found the place and just didn't make it out. I'll tell you, you what, know, I saw not the first. <laughs> I saw a picture of Ed Harris as we were doing a Google image search with, with Tales from the Crypt's hair. Oh, yeah. So he looked he like is, a skeleton. He is the Crypt Keeper. When the Crypt Keeper was alive, he was Ed Harris. We figured that out. I feel like we should post that picture. Yeah, do yourselves. Yeah, look it up. It's, well, we're not lying. He's got skeleton hair like the, like this, like the speed <laughs> like bus driver. Like the bus driver from Speed 2. Speaking yeah. of, our next episode. Yeah. I think you called him corpse hair, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah. Anyway, I... I know we got a couple emails we'll get to in a second, but man, I had fun watching this. I know I'm dumping on the movie, yep. but I had fun watching it. It, it was wasn't fun. as good as the first one, in my opinion, but it was still fun. It was fast-paced, and it was a good time. So what more could you ask for? Yeah. So I uh, I just want to call out a couple emails here we got really quick. I know we we got a Jay, Jay, friend and listener of the show, he wrote in. He sent us a really good email. I'll read a couple points of it. He said, I love the first National Treasure movie, but somehow never got around to seeing this one. So thank you guys for reminding me about it. And then I really loved what he said because he called this out, and this is how you know he's a fan of the show. He says, does Nicolas Cage get nominated for a 2023 Last Row Award for Best Movie Meltdown? I rewound the sequence and rewatched it two more times, and it was awesome. Usually an actor plays a character having a meltdown. 
Cage plays a character just pretending to have a meltdown, and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. He's yelling in Buckingham Palace and stomping, stomping down the stairs. He's interrupting people's conversation to let them know what he's saying is more important than what they're talking about. He slides down a railing backwards, which I've never even seen anyone do before, and mocks English police using British accent to get arrested. Too good. And we were talking about using that clip as like the opening because it yeah. was so offensive probably to, to our, our, our British and UK listeners, which was like ridiculous. But I thought that that was too funny, but thanks for, for writing in Jay. And um, speaking of UK as well, we got another email from a listener from the UK named Charles. We have UK Lee and now we have UK Charles. And he says, hi, bad way. And Drew following a recommendation from a colleague to listen to this amazing podcast. I would just like to say that your work is great. Major kudos to all the prep and execution you put into this production. You can tell you pour your heart and soul into this baby. My only negative feedback is that you have not reviewed Aliens. What the hell is going on? Maybe you are overworked, underpaid, and tired, so mistakes do happen, and I hope my email bumps this movie up to your backlog. Joking apart, great show, and keep it going. All the best, Charles from the UK, that little island across the pond. How fitting in this movie we did it, and which is in the UK. But what do you think about Aliens? Summer of Sequels 2025. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> do the first one first, right? Uh, we'll so, get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. So... Yeah, speaking of the the next episode in the summer of sequels, we published our our schedule. We are doing National Book National Treasure Book of Secrets this episode. We're back on Thursday, July 27th with I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Um the one after that is Major League, then Speed 2 Cruise Control, Child's Play 2 and RoboCop to round it out. We'll put the the schedule again on the website. Check it out, thelastrowpodcast.com enjoying the show please consider leaving us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify pod chaser in the meantime we'll see you guys for the next one all right drew i gotta go uh, hunt for some treasure <laughs> treasure hunting? Catch you, we'll catch you guys later where are we going treasure hunting <laughs> what are the rules for what are the rules of engagement <laughs> so what are the tools of the trade so you talked about bringing a grappling hook you know it's a, it's a, it's a treasure hunt what, what are your